Welcome to the Wellness Phenoms, a podcast about the joys and struggles of life. The show will hit on topics such as mental health, fitness, finances, and spirituality. We are your hosts, Logan and Josh, two friends sharing our experiences with the world in an effort to help others. We are by no means experts, just highly passionate about these topics and eager to challenge ourselves and those around us. Hey, Phenoms, welcome back. Today is episode 54, Staying on Track. To learn more about us in the show, check us out at www.wellnessphenoms.com. And while you're there, check out our Patreon program where you can make a pledge to support the show financially. You can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Wellness Phenoms. All right. Well, today we are going to be talking about staying on track and um, really kind of honing in on the self-care aspect of, of staying on track and, um, you know, staying on track in, in times of difficulty can be really tough. Um, being stressed, overwhelmed, busy, um, these things can all cause us to fall off track with our self-care. Yeah. And I think fairly easily too, it kind of seems like one of those things that really sneak up on you. Um, and you know, those are moments when, when I think, self-care becomes really a heightened level of importance uh, when you do see yourself slipping um, and kind of falling out of those routines. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think, you know, obviously I don't think any of us want to fall off of our self-care track anyway, but, but you're absolutely right. You know, in those moments when we are overwhelmed or stressed or, you know, going through whatever it may be that we're going through, um, that's really the the worst time to fall off track with that because in those times, self-care is kind of what we need anyway to help us through those moments. And so it's, it's almost a double-edged sword if you're falling off track at that moment in time, because, you know, a your self-care is kind of going away, but then in turn your self-care isn't there to help support you through those moments. Yeah. And it's almost like, you know, as we, uh, get, get almost comfortable or complacent. It seems like when it happens, I've had it, you know, multiple times in my life, I can think of where things are going really good. And then all of a sudden I'm losing my traction. Yep. I've had that happen more times than I can count, unfortunately. And yeah. And it's, you know, it's really one of those things that any, it really can happen to anyone. Um, and the sad fact is that most likely it's going to happen to everyone at some point in their life, if not multiple times as you go through and adjust or things change or, you know, uh, kind of priorities change throughout life. Yeah, most definitely. Um, and you know, kind of with that, you know, I think for me, at least in my life, one of the biggest things has been really kind of trying to identify triggers or red flags that, that I am, you know, or signs that I'm, I'm falling off track. And, um, and so we kind of wanted to talk about some of those things with everybody today. Um, because I think that it, it's really important to be able to identify when it is that we're starting to kind of slip off track a little bit and, and be able to kind of help, you know, get ourselves back. And so, um, you know, I, I know for me, (laughs) One of my biggest um, red flags is when I start making excuses for things. Um, you know, like say I've got a really solid gym routine going out. That that's probably one of my biggest 
self-care items for me personally. And if I start to see myself making excuses around that, um, that's when I notice that it's, it's a big red flag for me is that, that I'm now something a, that I love doing, but B, I know that it's a huge part of kind of keeping my sanity, keeping my health and mental health in check. You know, when I start making excuses to not go to the gym, um, that's usually a huge, huge red flag for me. Yeah. Along with those, you know, making excuses, I think too, is, uh, kind of talking ourselves out of things that we may know are good for us. So, um, some examples of that would be, you know, I, I try to have a routine of waking up and reading a little bit, um, before I kind of get into my fitness and other aspects of the day. And I think that, uh, that's one area I can see is where, you know, maybe I turn the news on instead of reading some of my book or, um, as well as, you know, if it's an evening focus on reading, then, you know, maybe I'll put a show on instead of getting into my reading or, um, you know, maybe getting some of those chores done in the evening. But it seems to me like me, when I really get to a point where it's almost like, you know, an internal conversation of, you know, like your mind's telling you what you should go do. Um, and for whatever reason you find something else and, you know, that's usually a cue to me that, Hey, something's not right on our, you know, day to day focus and plan, um, as one of those red flags to kind of, you know, tell me something's going on mentally probably. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, you know, that making excuses and talking ourselves out of things really kind of go hand in hand in some cases, not always, but, um, but, but yeah, they can be huge, huge red flags for when you're kind of falling off track. Um, and you know, I, I know for myself, uh, um, another major one is, is when I start getting a little more irritable than, um, normal. Typically I'm a very happy go lucky person. And, um, sometimes when things just really are not on the track that they typically are for me, I'll, I'll start really kind of getting to that point where I'll get, you know, not angered sometimes maybe, but, Um, but I am just really irritable, you know, like small things might stress me out that normally wouldn't stress me out. Yeah. And I think, you know, that oftentimes comes from maybe a increased level of depression or even just heightened anxiety of, you know, I, I think a lot of the tools we use in our, you know, wellness toolbox, um, and in self-care is to really, kind of manage some of those stressors and, and, um, control some of those emotions. And, you know, we always talk about a well-oiled machine and how, you know, we, we, we strive to get our day-to-day routine and into a well-oiled machine to kind of manage some of those things. And definitely, uh, when I lose self-care tools, it really, uh, I think adds to my anxiety. Um, and then, you know, as it goes untreated or unnoticed or, um, you know, not de- dealing with it, I think it, it can lead that anxiety into maybe a, even a low level depression or a higher level of depression. Yeah, most definitely. And those, I mean, those are two examples of, you know, red flags where, you know, it, it's, it's easy to like really kind of fall into a slump, you know, especially with depression and, and anxiety too. But, um, I mean, 
they can be massive indicators that things aren't right, especially if that's not something that you typically deal with, you know? Yeah. Um, and also, you know, I think another good red flag for me that I've learned to use is, is kind of productivity goes down overall in my, um, life, whether it's even, you know, work, uh, personal side of things. It could be as little as, you know, not even wanting to shower, um, not wanting to clean up the house. I mean, do, do the little things that you know you need to do to be successful. Um, and I think that as that, as we talked about before, you know, the anxiety rises and that you reach that level of depression. Um, it's even easier to lose productivity and, and just kind of sink into this more of a, you know, woe is me instead of really wanting to kind of get out there and, and, and make sure you're maintaining yourself. Yeah. Well, I think productivity is, is probably one of the bigger ones that I think a lot of people see, um, because we start getting stressed and overwhelmed or, or we're going through something in life. And I think that a lot of times that thing, whatever that might be, can start to consume our thoughts and ultimately our time. And, and then we start to see this big dip in, in productivity. And, you know, when you were talking about that though, um, you mentioned like not showering and stuff like that. And that's another huge, um, red flag for a lot of people is, is hygiene. You know, sometimes, you know, and this, this may coincide with depression. It may not, um, everybody's a little different, but you know, when, when we start, you know, maybe skipping a shower or, you know, we're not brushing our teeth, you know, twice a day. You know, I went through a little slump not too long ago and that was my biggest notice is like, I would like be going through the day and I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't brush my teeth this morning. Like I just, my mind was so overwhelmed and I'm like, holy cow. So then, you know, you have to go back and do it. But those things that really, cause that's something I never don't do, you know? So yeah it really stood out to me and was like, okay, what's going on really? Right. It was that big sign for me to kind of just pause and stop and, you know, assess what, what's going on. Cause I never do that, you know? And so. And I think too, you know, as you talk about red flags and it really takes a level of, um, you know, intelligence to be able to really know yourself, know your routines and have an awareness that, you know, this is out of the norm. Like you said, you don't, usually miss a shower. Me, I usually take, you know, two a day. Um, and I've, you know, had a slump too recently. And I think during that time I look at it, there was even like maybe a day and a half, two days I didn't take a shower, which for me is really, really strange. Um, so using those tools and, and really, you know, getting in tune with your routines and knowing yourself well to, to maybe, you know, catch some of those flags as they come up sooner than, uh, later down the road. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I think it's very clear that, you know, self-care is, is important to everybody on um, some level and in some form or fashion. Um, and, and like Josh men mentioned earlier, it, it kind of keeps that machine well oiled. It keeps us at our best and functioning. And, um, you know, it's a huge benefit if you're able to, you know, identify these red flags in your life. Um, and, and be able to observe them and acknowledge them and kind of be able to catch yourself before you fall off track. Um, because I think like that's really 
the biggest driver of this episode really is, is that being able to catch yourself before you fully do fall off track. Because I think, you know, many of us have been there where we do, you know, and that's, that's the ultimate goal is to be able to catch ourselves before we get to that point. Yeah, definitely. You know, getting it sooner than later is a lot better. Um, before you get to a rut, I think is, is one of those things that, you know, it's easier to make an adjustment than, than kind of start from scratch after you've totally gotten off your plan or, or, uh, whatever your, your, uh, structure was, you know what I mean? Um, and then, you know, being able to really, you know, just refocus and kind of get those bad habits out of the way, um, more towards the front of the, the slide than the end. Yeah. Big time. And I, I mean, when, when you fall into a rut though, it's, it's so hard sometimes to dig yourself back out of it, you know? Yeah. And, you know, I think some people are, are better at doing it on their own than others. Some people really need help. You know, sometimes if it's like a major depressive rut that you're in, you know, sometimes it even gets to the point where we need a professional to step in. And and so like the whole idea is that, is that if you can find yourself, you know, slipping before we've fallen, right. Um, it can be a huge benefit to us to kind of be able to see, ah, okay, something's not right here. I'm, I'm seeing these red flags, what's going on and being able to like, just stop and, and, and really evaluate, I think, you know, and it's like a lot in wellness. I mean, you know, we grow, we learn and grow as, as we progress down our, our path. And I think that, you know, I've talked about going into multiple ruts in my life. Um, and I think, like we said, a lot of people have, but I think the key is really finding those red flags every time it happens. Um, you know, when you do reach a point to where you're kind of climbing out and you can look back and, and really analyze what did this, what caused me to go into this rut this time? What was different from last time? Um, and kind of pick up on some of the things and really define them to help you as you go to hopefully, as these ruts come up in your life, you just get better and better and catch them sooner and sooner to avoid some of those, you know, major slides. Um, yeah. Well, and I think that's a big part of it though. Like you had mentioned is, is, well, what caused me to kind of move down that path in the first place? And then what did that look like? You know, what were those red flags? What were the signs that, that things were maybe good one day and then not the next, what, you know, where did it start to fall apart and what did that look like? Um, I think, you know, on the flip side of this, you know, we have not only obviously trying to catch ourselves from slipping and falling off track too, or falling into a rut full on. But I think another piece of this too is, is really, I think when we start to slip off track and say we start forgetting to do things that we normally do, or we start doing things that we typically wouldn't do, um, it it's honestly a way that we can fall into forming bad habits. And so being able to recognize this stuff can can also really help prevent us from forming new bad habits or going back to old bad habits that we maybe had before. 
you know, because, um, like I, I'm just picturing like any time that I've started to fall off track and like, you know, I, the, the things that kind of creep up on me and, and when I say stop doing certain things that I would do in my normal day-to-day routines, well, a lot of times that gets replaced with something else. And like one, uh, Josh, you had mentioned earlier, um, was maybe instead of reading, you start turning on the news, you know, and not that that's necessarily a bad habit, but for some people it is. Or Netflix. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I've been there, you know, where, you know, I might have a full day of stuff and I start really falling off track. And before you know it, I'm binge watching some new TV show on Netflix or Hulu or something, you know? And, and so, you know, all of that stuff, obviously we want to do in moderation, but if we start doing it in excess or whatever, well, before you know it, we've formed a bad habit and we've binge watched three TV shows and Netflix, you don't even have to try to have a bad habit. I mean, no. you don't have to push a button to get to the next episode. It just goes. No, it just plays <laughs> it. You know, but that's that's the whole thing is that, you know, when we're in those moments, those things are a lot easier to pick up that bad habit. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I, I think especially if, um, you know, you have some of those underlying anxiety stuff or and you're just not, not in the mood to kind of push through and fight through, there's definitely... Um, it's a lot easier to fall into those rabbit holes. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, there was the bad, right? We talked about all the red flags and, and some of those things, but um, we also want to talk about some tips for for staying on track. And I think, you know, for many of us, honestly, a lot of this stuff really comes down to having structure, you know, because that's, I think, what, most people have typically, I mean, some people live, you know, very unstructured lives, maybe due to their job or family life, things like that. But if you can find and have a structure and a routine, um, that can really help you. Um, especially when we talk about identifying these red flags, because then when a piece of that structure kind of starts to fall apart a little bit, it's a lot easier to notice it. So if you're one of those people that can live a full life with good structure, good routines, um, it makes it a lot easier to not only stay on track, but then on the reverse of that, if you start falling off track to identify it sooner. Yeah. I also think with, you know, having good structure too, is that a lot of times we kind of structure our lives around other people. And I think that, um, you know, we kind of, you know, I know for years with me, I put my self care at the back and, you know, I structured a lot of things between family and kids and work. And I didn't really structure any, anything around self-care or, um, you know, things I needed personally. So I think that when you are initially structuring your life, make sure that it's built in and, um, that, that block is there for you in that structure. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I think a a big part of structure too, um, kind of comes down to organizing your time. Um, it's, it's a, it's a really big deal. I mean, when you start talking about having routines or structure, or if you're one of those people that you've got, you know, family and, and maybe a job that isn't like a set, you know, Monday through Friday, nine to five, you know, those can be times sometimes, especially with the mix of those things, um, where structure becomes 
a bit more difficult, but then that's where managing your time really comes even in more strongly because you have to be able to, like Josh said, having that time for your self care, but everything else. And, and so if you can kind of master organizing your time, um, it can help you so, so much. And when you set up your times, you know, use, use realistic times. I mean, me, I do best if I work out in the morning. First thing I get up, it clears my mind for the day. And honestly, if I wait till the evening, it's probably not going to happen. And that's partly the way my body works is better on empty stomach. I think working out versus, you know, my wife uses the evenings. Um, and that time works better for her. So I think really picking that time that works for you and then just making sure you guard it. The other reason I do mornings too, is that, um, especially for like fitness or, or trying to read before the day gets started is I feel like for me and my schedule, the morning is more protected and it's less likely to get blown up. Yeah. Um, so it just depending on how your, your life kind of functions, but, but really being honest with yourself on a time that is easier for you to protect, I think is, is a good choice. Yeah. It's, it's definitely a good idea. Um, I think another really good thing is, is kind of having like a, a checks and balances system in place or, or some level of accountability. Um, because, you know, I think that for me anyway, you know, I don't, I don't always notice things myself right off the bat. So that's where accountability for me comes in massive is having somebody like Josh here or my partner or something to kind of like point out like, Hey, something seems a little off. You okay. You know, or, or what have you. But I, I think that that, that's a very helpful thing for me. Um, and I think having something in place for yourself to have that checks and balances system, um, is, is a really good idea. And that can look a lot of ways. It doesn't even have to be like an accountability partner. Um, but you know, it could, it could literally just be knowing yourself. Right. And, um, you know, kind of making note of these things as they happen. Um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, the, the accountability, uh, partner and really having those checks and balances is it can look very widely different. Um, I will say for me over the years, I've noticed that it helps me when there's actually like a third party that I can talk to that can, um, kind of hear, analyze, be another voice, but also I feel that I'm pretty disciplined, but even the most disciplined person has lulls. Um, and I think that having that outside party, whether it be a spouse or, you know, a therapist, a friend, uh, anyone can really do it. But for me, at least I think that third party person that can check me and as I check myself can help at least from what I've learned and what I'm looking forward to in the future is, uh, you know, help me catch some of these red flags sooner than I have sometimes in the past when I did rely on myself and my own discipline, because I think you know, when you do reach those negative points and, and it's overwhelming, it's, it's just harder to be as uh, responsive, I think, on your own. Yeah, most definitely. And I think, you know, another big thing kind of along with the checks and balances is to have a plan in place to recenter yourself. So when you do notice these things or, or you know, say a friend is like, hey, what you OK? You know, what's going on with you? Something's different, right? Mm -hmm. You know, 
that you, you kind of have like this mental plan in place of like checking yourself then, right? Like Josh was kind of just saying, because, you know, we, we, when these things become apparent to us or, you know, we're kind of getting at least an inkling that something's going on, we have to be able to kind of have some way of intervening on our own selves then. And, and having a plan to do that is a great way of, you know, you know, for me, it's just a lot of times it's like stopping and being like, okay, whoa, I need to, I need to have some me time here and actually sit and think about what it is that's going on and take that moment. And that's for me, honestly, usually what the plan is, is I just have to kind of sit down and stop doing everything I'm doing and slow things down and think, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, one place I think that I've slipped in the past is this have a plan. Um, and I kind of think I've adjusted, especially I'd say the last seven months, six months. Um, I kind of went through a pretty big hole. I wasn't really happy with where things were business wise, personally wise. Um, but I can tell you, I knew what I, I, I've known what I need to do. I need to start working out. I need to start reading. I need to start going back to the basics, um, holding myself more accountable. And the fact is I knew that for months and I did nothing. Um, so what I did is I went back to therapy and I go once a month. And I think that, you know, for me, um, it's helped a lot. I think it's helped kind of be that, uh, checks and balances, but also, um, part of the plan of, of me having that accountability in the future, I plan on to go keep going once a month and, um, hopefully avoid some of these, uh, ruts that have taken me a little while to get out of by just having that that as part of my plan of I'm going to, I'm going to work with this person and they're, you know, as I'm talking through stuff, hopefully I can see red flags as they come up. So, you know, I'm not saying therapies for everybody, but that's just an example of what I've done as part of my plan to kind of help me hopefully stay on track. Yeah. Well, it, it's, it's super helpful, you know, like, you know, cause like me, that's kind of my next plan in place is that if, if I can't get myself back on track or figure out what's going on, well, then it's time for a level up, right? And 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 to really seek out that professional assistance, you know, or at least at the very least, somebody that I know that I can trust and confide in, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, I think the other thing here too is, um, really just consistency, and this can really tie in kind of with having structure, but. This might look a little different though, too, because like um, maybe you've got your time structured for dinner and, you know, you're doing that, but maybe you're not actually eating the stuff you normally would. Maybe you're eating less healthy than you normally would. Um, and, and consistency really comes down to like if we've committed to ourselves that we're going to eat healthy, for example because we know that that makes us feel better than having that consistency to actually eat that healthier food every single meal versus, you know, having, you know, cheat days and then one cheat day turns into two cheat days and then two turns into three. And, and this kind of ties back to those bad habits we were talking about, you know, um, and, and consistency, um, 
not only in the things that we do, but with the structures that we have in place for ourselves can really help keep us on track. Yeah. And I think, you know, along with consistency is really in everything that we do, anything in your structure, your time management or your, your schedule throughout the week, um, building that consistency in the habit really over time makes it easier because your brain's not going to think about it and challenge it at that point. Once you've built that habit and built that consistency of, I get up, I do this, I do this, I do this, I do this, I go home, I eat, I go to bed, I do this before bed, I shower, you know, all those things. Eventually you're going to be on autopilot and your brain is just going to do it. And you're not going to have to fight yourself on, well, I get up and I work out and then I eat breakfast and then I do this, you know, after a few weeks, you really do build those patterns in your brain that make it so that it's, it's a lot easier um, to really stay true to yourself and your plan. Yeah, exactly. And here's the big thing though. Sometimes we have a little hiccup and that's okay, you know, but we have to have some level of acceptance that we can, you know, be okay with that, but still get ourselves back on track and, and give ourselves a little grace and leeway, but also remain consistent and, and, you know, be able to get right back to our structure. Um, I think sometimes people get to a point where they're beating themselves up so much over it that then they do fall off track. And so I think there's some level of, you know, acceptance that we have to allow for ourselves, you know, um, that we at least don't beat ourselves up so bad that, that then things do fall apart. Yeah. I think that's very important. One of the, you know, we're very imperfect beings that I think want to be perfect. So setting those expectations, uh, at the forefront can be very helpful. I think that, you know, that's something I probably struggle with is unrealistic expectations of myself, um, at times, but you know, being sure that when you do, cause we will eventually either miss a workout or, you know, you won't wake up and do what you want to do or something will happen that'll change the plan. Um, just being like, like Logan said, you know, accepting and having grace with yourself when, when things don't go the way you wanted them to. Cause I think if, if you can build that into your routine, uh, it's a lot easier to kind of forgive and forget and keep moving forward. Yeah, exactly. I mean, see it, accept it, and kind of just observe it and acknowledge it and and then tell yourself what you're going to do next time and, and then do that and make yeah. sure that it happens. Yep. Well, it's time for the afterthought where we leave you with quotes, challenges, and other thoughtful moments. And today we just uh, want to challenge everybody to pause and think of some of your own red flags and write them down. Um, when you know your own red flags, it's a lot easier to catch yourself falling off track and gives you the ability to get yourself back on track sooner rather than later. If you have an accountability partner of some nature, you can share these red flags with them. If you don't notice them um, when they're happening, uh, sometimes those closest to us will be able um, to point them out for us really so and don't forget to check out our website at www.wellnessphenoms.com and follow us on instagram twitter and facebook at wellness phenoms go subscribe to make sure you don't miss new episodes you can also drop a review on the apple podcast app Alrighty, phenoms until next time enjoy the journey and stay well